Welcome to episode 13 of the Search with Candor podcast recorded on Friday the 7th of June 2019. My name is Mark Williams-Cook and I'm joined again by PPC hero Mr. Rob Lewis. Hello. In this episode we'll be talking about the announced Google Core algorithm update and the data we've seen so far as well as a smaller update that got pushed out yesterday which Google was kind enough to actually furnish us with some details for and secondly we'll be talking to Rob about an important change to Google Ads that actually appears to have not been announced. So we're going to start on the Google Core update, as it's called. Um, it's quite a special one in that, as as far as I know, this is the first time Google has actually told the SEO community that they're going to be pushing a specific algorithm update ahead of time. Normally, we just kind of get told as these things are going out or sometimes it's left to the SEO community just to see that there's been big shifts and Google will confirm that for us. On the 2nd of June, the search liaison account run by Danny Sullivan tweeted, tomorrow we are releasing a broad core algorithm update as we do several times per year. It is called the June 2019 core update. Our guidance about such updates remains as we've covered before. Please see this tweet for more information about that. And he's linked to an old tweet thread where he's just talked about uh, Google updates in general. And the, the, the kind of most interesting tweet from that thread says this. It says, sometimes we make broad changes to our core algorithm. We inform about those because the actionable advice is that there is nothing in particular to quote unquote fix. And we don't want content owners to mistakenly try to change things that aren't issues and I think what Google's trying to say there is that if for instance you see a big loss in ranking it's not necessarily anything you're doing wrong because that hopefully would have been picked up before if it was kind of a technical SEO issue what they're actually saying is their algorithm now is just rewarding other sites which previously were under-rewarded. Now, I, I do have to say, I disagree where it says Google makes several of these broad core algorithm updates per year. I mean, in my experience, we've only seen two or three sometimes a year where they're, where they're affecting the whole of search. We know Google does make hundreds of small adjustments, um, and these tend to go relatively unnoticed unless they're kind of new features, but... The, these what they call core algorithm updates are particularly interesting because they tend to, to have a big impact. And normally, I think it's worth noting, it's big sites that see the effect of these algorithm updates first. And that's down to a variety of reasons, just that they'll have bots visiting their site more regularly. They're a lot more substantial in terms of the link graph. So as other sites get affected, uh, the, the big sites see the impact uh, a lot quicker than 
than small sites necessarily do. So it's quite common for these core updates actually to take days and days and sometimes weeks to fully roll out. So we're still, we're only really a week on here and we've just seen the first wave of data coming back from a lot of the tool vendors that monitor search and it's still very early to try and draw any conclusions from what we're seeing. I think the biggest talked about loss was, and I think many people were uh, happy about it in some way, that the Daily Mail website saw a huge drop in traffic and that was um, tracked on the Systrix platform. And funnily enough, a thread has been highlighted on the Google support forums, which is apparently posted by the SEO director of the Daily Mail. Uh, but there's no way to actually confirm that. It obviously could just be anyone that's used his name. And it seems a really public place to, to ask for help. So apparently what he's posted in the Google search uh, console help forum says, and the title is, we've seen a 50% drop in search traffic post Broadcore algorithm update. And he goes on in the post reads, the day after the Broadcore algorithm update, June the 3rd, we saw a massive drop in search traffic from Google and in brackets lost 50% of daily traffic. This was a drop over the course of 24 hours and we have not made any changes to the site. Further, we saw our discover traffic drop by 90% and has not improved. This is across all verticals, devices, AMP and non-AMP. My site is dailymail.co.uk. What's bizarre is that we have had a much more pronounced decline in the UK versus the US. This is weird because the UK is our home region and historical drops have always been much more prominent in the US. Further, on June 2nd, we saw a blip for a few hours when our Google bot traffic almost disappeared before returning again. Could possibly be related? On the same day, traffic from Google-MediaPartners bot shot up for a short while before returning to normal. So <clears throat> either that is some kind of, kind of, you know, a troll maybe po trying to pose as the director of the Daily Mail, uh, the SEO director of Daily Mail, or it, that's been such a profound shock to them that they've decided they need to do everything possible to, to, to try and resolve that. There are some other, there's some other data points out there. So the SEM rush sensor, the search volatility sensor. So this is a tool that tries to monitor how much change has been in search result pages over different categories, uh, is rating the news category and sports category as 7.1 out of 10. Most of their other categories are sort of between a one and a three, which means pretty much uh, nothing nothing happening there. So that data, at least on the news side, would corroborate the change we've seen with Daily Mail. And Systrix has published a selection of what it calls its winners and losers domains, which are websites that have had significant increases in search visibility and the other side of the coin, the domains that have had significant drops. So in their list of winners is mirror.co.uk with a 54% gain, thesun.co.uk with another 54% gain, 
autoexpress.co.uk, which is a car website, has gained 47%. Huffpost.com has gained 44%. Parkers.co.uk has gained 36%. And then there's a couple more news websites and actually some health medical websites that have all gained around a third in their search traffic. And that's interesting because that is essentially a mix of news websites car auto websites and medical sites and they've published the losers as well and we're seeing a really similar set of sites there and a similar distribution of traffic loss with the first few taking up to a 50% loss and then going down quickly into the kind of 20-30% range and all of the sites they've listed as well such as Daily Mail, Nuffield Health, uh, MindBodyGreen.com, Prevention.com, NFL.com are all sports, medical, and news sites, which corroborates again the, the data we've seen in SEM Rush. There's been some analysis done by Search Metrics as well on the changes in the SERPs. Marcus Tober from Search Metrics has said, My preliminary analysis is that parts of the core update from March were reverted. And he said, Not systematically, it seems though that Google changed some factors to brand slash authority too much in March, and this is what was reverted. So the March update was referred to as the medic update uh, because some people were claiming it particularly affected uh, medical information sites or a site that falls into the category of your money or your life, is what it's called, which basically means they're monetized sites but they're providing very important information that if this information was wrong, it could cause actual harm. So medical sites obviously falls into that category of if, you're, if you've got a website ranking well in Google and it's got medical information, Google has a, has a well, depending how you look at it, either a motivation or responsibility to try and make sure that information is correct. And we did see quite a few medical sites change um, in the March update. So some people seem to be saying that maybe that, that update's been adjusted. And Dr. Pete Myers from Moz shared some early data as well that confirmed there were a lot of changes in the your money with your life slash medical space. So I think in summary, nobody can yet really say exactly what's going on. The points to note are that the core update seems to have affected a wider variety of sites than any of the updates we've seen before, and it's definitely not finished yet. So we'll keep an eye on it, and I imagine we'll be talking about it next week as we've got more data and maybe you can start to draw some conclusions on what's going on. But wait, there's more. There are more Google updates. Yesterday, uh, the Google search liaison uh, started a tweet thread saying, have you ever done a search and gotten many listings all from the same site in the top results? We've heard your feedback about this and wanting more variety. A new change launching in Google search is designed to provide more site diversity in our results. Dot, dot, dot. This site diversity change means that you usually won't see more than two listings from the same site in our top results. However, we may still show more than two in cases where our systems determine it's especially relevant to do so for a particular search. Site diversity will generally treat subdomains as part of a root domain, i.e. listings from subdomains and the root domain will all be considered 
from the same single site. However, subdomains are treated as separate sites for diversity purposes when deemed relevant to do so. So to add some context to that, I think what they're trying to say is for sites such as Blogspot or WordPress, where you have different users running what are essentially different websites just on subdomains, they will be treated as separate sites where Google can identify that trend. That trend. However, generally, subdomains on a normal website will be treated as part of the root domain. And they add on, finally, the site diversity launch is separate from the June 2019 core update that began this week. These are two different unconnected releases. The only important thing I, I can add to this is through some Q&A, we found out that this update is only affecting organic listings, which means you've still got all of the extra real estate special rich snippet results, um, kind of the AMP blocks at the top of Google that are up for grabs. So I tried um, a search for World War Three, as I know this triggers a particular kind of result. And sure enough, I found the three top news results were all from the Express and the first two organic listings were from the Express. And that search result fits these new rules, meaning that they've got a maximum of two organic listings. But in reality, the whole top, the whole above the fold belongs to them on desktop um, and the same on mobile in that everything you see is from one site. So there are still ways to secure a lot of real estate on the front page. They're just trying to tune down when you get organic results and you get four, five, six from the same site. Okay, on to our section about PPC. And this is something Rob and I were talking about last week. I mentioned it, I think, very briefly on the on last week's episode, which is we discovered and what we believe to be and confirmed with other people in the industry, they haven't heard anything about it, an unannounced update uh, within Google Ads to location settings. And I thought we'd give it another week just to see if it was maybe a, a, a test or if Google was going to actually announce something about it. And I don't think anything has been said. I haven't seen anything. No. no. Okay. So nothing's been said. So we'll introduce this to you if you haven't heard about it. Um, so do you want to tell us a bit more about that, Rob? Sure. Well, I was optimizing a client's account uh, the other week and I noticed there was a change in the types of locations that were generating traffic. And I suppose just to backtrack and, and give some background, when you set up a campaign in Google Ads, you can choose to target a specific set of locations. Um, you may target, for example, the whole of the UK. But there are always three options that you can choose from when you set location targeting. Uh, the first one, um, Google allows you to target people in or who show interest in your targeting locations. And this is the broadest default setting that Google um, automatically opts you into when you, when you create a campaign. It's often recommended not to use this option because Google will sometimes decide to show your adverts to users in irrelevant locations and in some cases other countries as well. Even if you set your location just to target the UK or a specific town, city or area, 
Google will make assumptions about the traffic and those assumptions might be that the person has previously shown an interest in that location. So it's worthwhile showing adverts to people in that location. Sometimes it's worth choosing this option if you sometimes get big orders or leads from outside your target country or town. Um, and occasionally that's a good way of capturing those leads that you wouldn't normally have tried to, to capture. So that's the first option. And I, I generally don't recommend people choosing that option ever just because it's a bit too broad. Uh, instead, I recommend that people choose the second option, which is to target people in your targeted locations. And this is the safest recommended setting for most advertisers because it ensures that you only ever show your adverts to people who at the time of them Googling your services, they're physically located in that location. So if you only want to service the United Kingdom, um, setting your location settings to that will ensure that you're only showing adverts to people in the United Kingdom. There's also a third option, um, which allows you to target uh, people who are searching for your services. So they might be based in Scotland, for example, but they're searching for a service that's based in London. So the traffic might still be relevant to you. But in most cases, I nearly always recommend the second option just because it gives you confidence that you're only showing adverts to people um, who are valuable to you. So even if you wanted to target users who are not physically in your location, but they might be searching for services that are in your location, I, I still think it's worthwhile to choose option two. Um, just to give you an example, you might target the whole of the UK, but choose to only show adverts when the user searches for your service near your location, such as fridge repair in Sheffield. And that user might be in Cornwall, for example, but for whatever reason, they need their fridge re repaired in Sheffield. It happens <laughs> sometimes, and when it does, you'll want to capture them. So this is a way essentially of we can we can have one campaign running where we are just targeting users in the physical location. So we've got full control of that. And then a second campaign running where we have got a broader geographic catchment area, but we're saying that people need to specifically search for the, the area we want them to. That's right. So it might be good, for instance, if, if you're targeting perhaps a, a big company and they have a branch somewhere else, but it's the head office that's searching to fulfill their requirement so if they're maybe searching for i don't know first aid training london and it's a norwich company and they have a branch in london and they just do that admin in norwich yeah so, that's right okay cool. and in all in all cases i will nearly always recommend to use option two only target people in your targeted locations just because it saves you having to invest money in people who are based in other countries, other towns where it's not relevant. You, it just it gives you control over where you want to show your ads. And all of this until recently used to be very easy to control. But I was uh, optimizing a, a campaign for one of my clients recently. It was a display campaign, which was supposed to just be showing adverts to people in Norfolk. But I noticed I was getting clicks and impressions from India, China, and the USA. And like I say, this campaign was just supposed to target people in Norfolk in the United Kingdom. So I saw this and I'll be honest, I was about to berate myself for making a rookie error because I thought I must have inadvertently left the location targeting to the default first option to target people um, who are in or who may show interest in my location. 
But when I looked at the location settings, I noticed I, I had it selected to option number two, but they've removed that option and replaced it with something else. So whereas before it used to say target people in your locations, it now says people in or who regularly are in your targeted locations. So the new targeting algorithm considers whether the user regularly visits the target location, regardless of where they're based, and Google will make that decision for you. So um, presumably that's why um, some of my clients' campaigns and presumably other advertisers have seen um, somewhat of a broadening up of traffic being generated in other areas where they wouldn't normally advertise. So this is going to affect actually all campaigns that have historically just selected and run with that option, right? So it's just going to have changed. Yeah, absolutely. And at the moment, I have one major question, which is how regular is regular? Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so that... there's a lot of people that commute to work. So take your uh, fridge repair example. So if I'm commuting to London every day for work, you could argue I'm regularly in London. And then if I search when I'm at home for fridge repair... Normally, I'd say it's going to be a local, you know, I want someone in Norwich, but potentially people in London, their ads could be shown to me because Google's determined I'm regularly in London. Absolutely. I mean, I, I probably head into London about five times a year and by no means will I say I'm a regular visitor to London. I travel for work or the odd trip. Um, so I don't really want to be shown adverts for a hairdresser's in Soho when I live in Norwich. And if I go on holiday to Thailand, I, I don't want to be shown adverts for a restaurant that's based in Bangkok when I return to the UK because it, it's just not relevant. So I'm really curious as to how Google makes that determination of what regular actually is. And I mean, I'm one of those people where I always like 100% control over all of my advertising. Um, so in an ideal world, Google would allow us to set the criteria ourselves. If the user visits a location at least, I don't know, let's just say 20 times per month, then tell Google to consider that as a regular user. And, you know, maybe they'll give us that option in the future, which would be a pretty cool feature, actually. Um, but in my opinion, it's a prime example of the advertiser being stripped of a little bit of control and just having to be a bit more vigilant about where the ads are showing. We've seen this is a, a trend, though. I mean, we, we've spoken about this before. So I think we talked about the changes in the shopping campaign where they were shown. And before that, we had had discussions about how Google had removed the exact match keyword matching and replaced it with um, yep. closed variants. So this is all part of the model they're recommending of broad to narrow right? Yeah, absolutely. But it would be nice if they tell us when they change it, things like this. Absolutely. <laughs> like I say, I only noticed because one of my clients had accrued some costs in India. And, you know, there's, there's a, um, there's an argument that, you know, if that, if the, if their target market regularly visit India, then we should show adverts to them when they're outside of the UK. However, for this particular client, their service is only valuable or, or worthwhile to someone when they're in the UK at that time. So there are always reasons why businesses will only ever want to show adverts to people who are physically in that location at a time. So if I'm promoting a venue in London, for example, I, I might only want that venue to be promoted during certain times and to certain people who are within a certain radius, regardless of whether they're regularly in the location or not. Sometimes it only makes sense to show adverts to people when they're physically near um, your, your area of business. So this, this change has obviously happened. Um, I doubt 
Google are going to listen to us talk and change anything <laughs> based on this. So is there, I, I assume we have to start excluding locations or what? what's the, how, how best do you think to deal with this? So I, I think it's all down to the individual advertiser. I think everyone should be regularly looking at their location data anyway. Um, if you don't, um, you can look at it really easily by clicking on the reports tab, um, looking under um, geographic user location reports and having a look to see which towns or countries have been generating traffic to your site. And just use some common sense and decide whether or not you want your adverts to show in those areas. Perhaps compare the last couple of weeks worth of location data to the previous two weeks before they made the change. Um, now, if you do receive traffic from areas which are just not relevant to you, then I recommend you just exclude them. Go into your location settings and exclude every location where you don't want to be shown. And unfortunately, that may mean excluding every single country um, other than the UK or other than your location, um, your, your country that you're targeting. Um, or alternatively, if you're feeling brave, you can trust in Google and see how each location performs. You don't know, it might be that they know something that you don't. Maybe people in other countries or in towns where you don't service are highly relevant to your business and you're going to get some revenue out of them. You just, you don't know. So your two options are exclude them. That's the safest option. Or let it run for a while and see what happens. Excellent. Thank you, Rob. That's all we have time for this week. It's really flown by this week. We're, yes. Yeah, it's, it's gone quick. As usual, you can get all of the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk and we'll be back with another episode in one week's time. Bye.